Power Hour LSU Boom All night long Yes Let's go. I'm looking at you. We are two weeks, two weeks, two weeks away from the start of LSU football season. Obviously, the live stream schedule will change some Tuesdays, Thursdays, Sundays, 8.15 Central. Obviously, Wednesday nights at 6 p.m. Central and pregame, halftime, and postgame shows all lined up for you. And tonight we're talking about, to me, the big story from LSU scrimmage, which was Caleb Jackson. But I think even... A bigger story was the first public sighting of a first-team offensive line with Lance Hurd at right tackle. This was, if you, especially if you're a PHL patron, this was no doubt the number one true freshman storyline that we had laid out for you. Obviously. We are very bullish on Lance Hurd's ability. He was our number one rated player. I had him tied for Will Campbell as just an overall offensive line prospect. And I think if you put those two guys in the immense talent of Emory Jones, where I think his full potential would be reached at offensive guard, you have yourself a blue chip offensive line that resembles a lot of the other championship offensive lines that are out there. If you look historically, there's not many LSU offensive lines that have the top 100 recruits across the line. There's normally at most one or two. But if you put that lineup out there, you would have three. Once again, recruiting ranking is at the be all end all. But still, that just gives you so much freaking talent. And coming up in just a moment, we'll be joined by a former collegiate offensive lineman who will break down how he feels about the LSU offensive line. So we'll get to that in just a second, but I hope each and every one of you are having an absolutely splendiferous weekend. We say hi to Joshua, Tony the Tiger. We say hi to uh, Shane, Joshua. Good to see you, Mason Dixon. Good to see you, my man. And there you go, J-Red holding him down. So let's talk about the big story. All right, Caleb Jackson over the weekend had this breakout scrimmage. Okay, now, as we've always said, we have, you know, a policy here on PHL to never really just go too, too carried away with just a practice performance. And like you guys know, we do a bunch of film studies, we do a lot of breakdowns here. Obviously, we like to evaluate things on our own volition. What I will say, and, and, and this happens sometimes when you're in the prognostication business, you try to confirm your priors with shady data, if you will. So Caleb Jackson has this huge practice performance, okay? Caleb Jackson was my number three rated player that LSU brought in, even though the recruiting services had him, I think, seventh or eighth. I truly do think he is really freaking good. Now, what I want to do is show you what Brian Kelly recently just said about the LSU running back room, in particular, a question that led 
uh, I think it was Glenn Wester 247, who asked about Caleb Jackson and just the room as a whole. Well, he's big, he's physical, he's strong, but he's raw. And so a lot of the work with, with Caleb is ball security, um, low pads, the nuances of the game, which, you know, when you, when you have a physical, uh, you know, uh, I, I don't want to use the word, but a, just a, a, a guy that has that kind of prowess at the position, um, those are good things to, to work on, right? We, we don't have to worry about uh, some of the other things. So it's, it's just the details with him, and, and that's, a, that's a good thing. Um, Trey, Trey's a little bit ahead in the sense that he had the spring, so he knows the playbook a little bit better. And then a collection of experienced backs that have, um, you know, uh, a, a different style. Each one of them has a little bit that they can offer. So, look, we got one football. Um, that hasn't changed. So, you know, we'll figure it out as it goes. But um, my guess is that, you know, it always ends up coming back to the guys with the most experience end up kind of rising to the top and, and taking it over. So that's Brian Kelly right there, obviously. So, as you heard him say, he likes experienced backs, right? And overall, LSU's running back rooms historically have been a little bit more experienced laden, right? It's really hard to come in and be the guy within the first couple of seasons. You have got to be freaking special to do that, right? And there's really just not that many guys who were able to do that in recent memory. Obviously, Leonard Fournette kind of did it day one, um, and then Jeremy Hill, Darius guys, guys like that, right? Um, it's it's really hard to command a certain amount of touches right out the gate, especially if you're in a running back room of eight players. Now, I have been consistent in telling you that I think this is going to be a Josh Williams, Logan Diggs, Noah Kane-led room. It's kind of hard to say that, though, when there's so many different moving parts, and obviously these coaches have relationships with all these players, and you want to keep everybody fresh. I will say this. If there is a running back in this backfield, and this isn't anything new. I, I've been on this for a while now. If there is one guy that I think is so special and so much better than the rest, it would be Caleb Jackson. And I think at this point that we have seen enough. Now, I will also tell you this from speaking to people that have watched practice, media, people that are there all the time. There, there have been some ball security issues, right? And here Brian Kelly mentioned that um, in the, uh, the, the quote you just heard a minute ago. But I'm telling you, this guy is really freaking good. He is really freaking good. This, when I first watched him, I was amazed. And the only thing that concerned me was the injury from last season. Um, but honestly, he is really good. And the truth is, running back at the SEC collegiate level. I want someone in the chat right now, or someone that has known me for a while, what type of running back do I love? Tell me right now in the chat. Tell me right now in the chat. Answer this to yourself if you've been rocking with me, okay? And you guys know who some of my favorite LSU running backs are of all time, okay? 
It is simple. Thank you, Skipper. I like him thick. Caleb Jackson is a freaking unit. Okay. If you go through historically, the LSU running backs in the modern recruiting era, okay, we did a whole week of this last year on PHL on how to predict which running backs at LSU will succeed and which ones won't. There's only one number you got to go look at. It's weight. Every single LSU running back that has come into LSU, 205 and above, they have succeeded. Every single one in the modern recruiting era. It doesn't matter how good you are as a prospect. It does not matter. You can be an elite five-star like this guy right here. Okay? Or you can be a three-star like this guy right here. Doesn't matter if you're Leonard Fournette, Jacob Hester. It doesn't matter your recruiting ranking. If you're thick, you got a chance. That's all there is to it. And you go look at some of the running backs that didn't succeed, that had really good recruiting rankings. They were not big. It's that simple. Okay? Now, it's obviously there's more to succeeding at the running back position, and there is – you know, if you're over 240, then that's too much. But the truth is, Caleb Jackson is a healthy 215, 220. He has been clocked over 21 miles per hour. And he is a sub-11, 100-meter guy. He doesn't have the absolute most wiggle, but he is violent. He is difficult to bring down. He makes people miss. And he's got the home run hitting ability that... Quite frankly, some of the other backs in the room just don't have. Now, I have long banged the table for Josh Williams. I, I felt like he has been disrespected some this offseason. Um, but for the most part, LSU sent a message bringing him to SEC Media Days, and we saw how good Josh was for us last season. I hate using the word special a lot, but Josh had a lot of special plays, plays that most running backs can't make. So I'm still a big believer in Josh. I'm still a big believer in Logan Diggs. I love those two in particular. Trey Bradford is very interesting. Noah Kane had a really high success rate. But when it comes to ceilings and at LSU football, we want to reach for the stars. We want to hit ceilings. Okay. And the famous words of Kenny Hilliard, we want no ceilings, baby. You've got to go for it. And Caleb Jackson must be played this season early and often because he did some things at the scrimmage that not a lot of people can do with the football in their hands at any level. And the runs were special. You saw one of them just in, um, we might get to a few clips. They're kind of grainy from people uh, that were at practice and they, sh well, I won't get into all that still. The, the runs are really freaking good. All right. Now, the long one that you saw a minute ago was against a defense that had a lot of backups in there, but it's still crazy. It is still crazy how good this guy can actually be at LSU. Now, if you go to PHL's Patreon, you can go. Everybody that signs up gets a Joe Burrow card in the mail from me. Okay? If you sign up for the PHL Patreon, you will see every single grade that I gave every single prospect 
that is a part of this team right now is true freshmen. Okay. Five of them got day one grades. And we've already talked about two of them. If you want to see it, patreon.com slash LSU football. Okay. Uh, here's a good question right here. Can he hold on to the ball? That's going to be the thing. Ball security. When you don't have a lot of experience and you're getting hit by D1 guys for the first time, ball security, especially considering, look, Trey Holly has really good ball security, okay? He's also played a lot of football. He's got far more repetitions. So, look, uh, obviously we would like everybody to have Jacob Hester-level ball security. But uh, with, with Caleb Jackson, the thing is, if you fumble once, I think you can get buried on the step chart very, very easily. All right? Um, so, yeah, you know, I, I have heard, and like I said a minute ago, ball security – can be a thing. Obviously, Brian Kelly, you heard it in the press conference right there. Got to hold on to it. You do. Now, what I want to do is talk about a few other things from the scrimmage. I saw someone uh, mentioned drops a little bit earlier. We say hi to TJ. TJ and I have, have become really freaking close. Jason, what's good? Uh, so, John, there you go. No, no pause, man. You told me to quit with the pauses, James. Look, you, you, you've gone uh, a 180 here on the pause. Uh, we say hi to Alex, Donald, LA Moms in here. Uh, pass blocking, yeah, I, I would not trust a true freshman with pass blocking at the Division One Power 5 level. Um, I would also say this. So Florida State's defense isn't what I would call exotic, per se. It's not like what Mississippi State does, which is – they try and fool you in so many different ways. Um, I'm telling you right now, though, I truly do believe in Caleb Jackson's ability to be a contributor year one. I, I will never lead you astray with that. When I give someone a year one uh, head nod, I truly do believe that guy is ready to contribute to the team right now. Okay, It's really hard to do this when you're 18, 19 years old going up against adults, right? You're so used to dominating each and every person and going up against slower and not as great competition. It's hard making that leap. It's hard for anybody. So the simple truth here is this guy is the real freaking deal. Now, uh, I want to welcome someone in, and I'm proud to announce I am – very excited to be on the show each and every Monday. Now, sometimes we don't get along. Sometimes we don't, and that's all good. But every Monday, 7.30 Central, Blake Rafino, AYS, one of my freaking favorite shows on the planet. We say hi to— What do you mean we don't get along? Sometimes we get into it, man. That could be the case tonight. That could be the case tonight. Are are you are you feeling froggy? If so, leap. Oh my god! Why? Why do this? Why do this? I'm not a I dad yet. Have, I'm not a I dad have, yet, though. I can't laugh. I'm not a dad yet. Well, I have people calling me out on Twitter wanting to box celebrity boxing. They want me to, you know, fight them in the Smoothie King Center. This crazy Who? week, dude. Who? I don't know this guy's name. I know. No, no. I'll fight him. Is he big? 
I no, apparently not. Okay. But he hasn't been around me though, so I don't I don't know. Wait, so there is a celebrity bot. Well, first of all, congrats on getting the celebrity status. Hashtag I guess. I guess man. Uh (laughs) have you ever boxed before? Yeah, my dad put us in boxing when we were kids. Me and my brother. Uh, I didn't like it. I, I wouldn't it. either. I wouldn't either. I just think it's boring. Oh, it's how I broke my nose the first time. Really, really? You uh-huh. took a, you took a, what is it? A sugar shame? Yeah, I was, I was, I was eleven, and the kid was sixteen. Punched me right <laughs> in my sh- shizite. Oh my anyway, god! But it was, it was all right. I won, I won three of four. Mm. So. Uh, the the I, fourth one, I just got my ass. <laughs> I I think the only other person on the planet uh, that loves Caleb Jackson more than me is you. All right. Carter, I don't care who it is or what it is. I don't I wouldn't even care if it was the third team. He had two touches for 95 yards and two touchdowns. Oh, is that good? I mean, <laughs> so he he missed a tackle from weeks. Terrence Welsh couldn't get him down. So that's either one of two things. Either he's really good or the depth behind him or in that second unit isn't as good as we think it is. So that's the ultimate question because buddy i gotta tell you i do start questioning a little and maybe maybe i shouldn't because here's how i know that they're struggling at corner they put sage ryan out there yes absolutely so now now i'm starting to worry and that's not so much like a knock at sage it's just no, it, it is a knock carter and it should be a knock because he's a safety playing boundary corner. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're trying. My point is, they're trying everything at this point. Yeah, they they've hit the panic button. Mm. They've hit the panic button, right? Yeah. No, I mean, I. I How else would you explain it? No, I, I. That's the only way you can explain it. And the truth is, you should be concerned. And you know I'm not Mr. Panic Button guy, Me but you neither. should. Me neither. You, you you should be concerned, and and it just happens to be that <clears throat> this will be. And and look, I, this is not me overhyping Florida State. We'll see if they're actually what everyone's hyping them up to be. But like this passing attack is really freaking good, and it's so going. There's to- the flip side of that coin, right. okay. I mean, Carter, the, the incompletions from both quarterbacks. Nuss had one that he threw into double coverage, and then he missed Aaron Anderson in the end zone. Yeah, okay. Every other incompletion was a drop. And we have not seen them do that all camp. Last Saturday, not this past Saturday, this, this the week before last Saturday, so eight days ago, and what really was their first scrimmage, right. and they really turned it up. They didn't turn it up for anybody Saturday. I'm just going to tell you. They practiced for two hours, and then they did a 35-minute scrimmage. They right. did nothing, okay? They got roasted. 
And then a day later, Sage Ryan moves out to boundary corner. Okay. Saturday, we see him at boundary corner. Now, now, here's something that's interesting. He actually didn't have that bad of a day. He forced a tackle that caused a fumble. Yes. Okay. And got the ball back. He had the first tackle on the first play of the scrimmage on Mason Taylor. Okay. okay. So he didn't overall have a bad day, though. The problem is if somebody, Johnny Wilson, runs a go route, he's in trouble. All right. Get your questions in for Blake. Obviously, a uh, little congested, Rafino. <clears throat> yep. Mm. Kids, man. Ben, Ben, did Ben get you sick, or the wife, or the the little one? Man, I'm not blaming. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> huh? Huh? Sip G, good to see you. Uh, TJ uh, says Sage has been CB one this whole time. No, he is not. No, he is not. All right, so give me, give yeah, me. I'll, I'll, I'll. I mean, I've been at every. I mean, we're at every practice, Carter. Give me, give me your. Let me, let me ask you this. Give me what you believe. Last Saturday, Deuce Chestnut, Zy Alexander uh, were your two boundary corners. All right, hold on. Because I got my handy-dandy notebook. Oh, now there you go. The, the I went a week before that. No, it's always been Deuce Chestnut and Zy Alexander. So you think our starting secondary – Will be Deuce Zai. Uh, obviously, who maybe. knows? Who, yeah, I, I don't think we know. I don't think we'll know until game one. Right. Uh, let's go to Jason here on the wide receiver drops. Blake, I always be honest. You've been straight up about the drops. Uh, BTJ fatigue. has had. B, B, you think it's fatigue? I think yesterday. I'll give him fatigue. I give him fatigue or co over concern because of how they've been performing. Right. Like, I think we're putting too much on this scrimmage. I thought last Saturday was bigger than this Saturday because they practiced for two hours and then went into it and and just <clears throat> checked it down. So, I mean, they really the play calling, if we're being real, was kind of subpar offensively. They made Jaden make decisions. They made Garrett, Garrett Nussmeyer make decisions quickly. They did not force Jay. They did not let Jaden allow because of the pressure they sent Carter. Like they sent blitzes on probably 45, 50% of everything that they were doing. <clears throat> they made him for, they forced him to make quick decisions. So, Jared, thank you for the super chat. You get the first question, Jared. Thank you for the first super chat of the evening. And uh, in honor of Caleb Jackson, uh, if we get to a hundo tonight, we're going to give out. I don't like giving out my Lenny's, but it's a big night. You're here. Oh, we get I might to send $95 right quick. Well, is that card is that card worth on it? $95? It's, it's, well, it could be if that's what you, if you really the card, what's the card's face value. Uh, this one, I don't know, because it's numbered. That's what I love about it. It's uh, numbered out of 100. So I'd say probably twenty dollar card. 
It, I mean, but it it depends. Like, I don't like giving up my Leonard Fournette's. I don't give out the Leonard. <laughs> and I, uh, I, I send a prize package and all I that. Know. Stuff. You, know, you know how I know? Here we go. You know how I know? What's that? If you sent me, you sent me Joseph Adai, which I do adore. You know, what else, you know what else you sent me? Actually, actually, this one's worth some money. Jerry Stovall. Yeah, that's right. That with the purple ink, that's hard yeah. to find, man. The purple ink. Van's then, already got us to a hundo. Thank you so much, Van. Look, Appreciate it. Look at Van, dude. Hey, he's a dude, bro. Van said something the other day on Twitter. I forget what it was. That shit had me rolling. That dude's such a great follow, dude. Dude, follow Van at your own peril. <laughs> I was done, son. I was Van, done. Van, I Van, no, 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 no. Van was putting up Jordan numbers during the Montgomery brawl. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it might have been something with the Montgomery brawl. That, it was so funny, bro. Oh, I, went to, I, I sent to my text group. I said, "I said, thank God I ain't got to carry this gun around no more." I just I, so I sent I, I sent a chair, uh, aluminum, a picture of a aluminum chair. <laughs> hey, I, I, and then one of my buddies he took a picture because he's got like aluminum chairs at his work at his uh, business. And he took a string and put it on a <laughs> chair and put it on his hip. And dude, he got one of his buddies to film him walking into lunch. And he walked in with an aluminum chair. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. That was I, funny. I'm glad. I'm oh. glad. I'm glad. That all happened. I hate that all that happened with all the violence, but I'm glad it happened before X dissipates here. Uh, oh, it's not going nowhere, dude. You, you, th you think we're no, good? No, it's not going anywhere. The volume, the volume's too high. The volume's way too high. And then, you know, I, I don't like to get political, but the orange man said he was coming back. So now it ain't ever, it's never going away. Mm. Mm -hmm. uh, what did Van say? He says Baton Rouge. Blake, where is Daniels right now? Um, dude, I just think he's so freaking good right now. I agree. I do. I think he's so freaking good. Um, Carter, he's just on a he's been on a different playing field. Carter, you know he would have went nine for eleven if he didn't have those drops. He had two from Malik, one from Brian Thomas Jr., and one from Kyron Lacey. Mm. And, and, mm -hmm. and, you know, me and you used to get in a debate over catches. Go ask anybody in that in that press box. Go ask anybody in that press box if, I was, if I'm nuts. They were on the money, dude. He Jay looks so good. The body has uh, changed. With uh Jaden. Hey, what's up, Sibs? Look at Sibs. Damn. Look at Sibs, bro. You don't, bro. You don't, you don't mess with Sibs. Hey, Carter, let me borrow a hundred dollars to tomorrow. <laughs> hey, we'll, 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 we'll throw down. Uh your yeah. numbers are great. How do you uh how do you add human elements of improvement when numbers are bad? Is this towards the team? I'm interested. 
but obviously, shout out to Sibley. I will I will ask you this though, because obviously you can't stay up too 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 I'm late. Good. I'm good. I got until about nine o'clock. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm just missing the Saints. No big deal for you. No big deal. The only th- okay. Here's what I'll say about the Saints. I am a Jake Hayner super fan. I do like him. I I like the the fact that uh, the UCLA <laughs> performance was so legendary a few years ago. But my favorite thing is John J. Kirkland going off tonight. He should have had a touchdown. He look, should have had a touchdown, but they called it a pick. Look, they're look. It's a battle, dude. Van and Van and Sibley are going at it. Look at that, Sibley. It, it, I mean, Van, God, Van, God. I, I, I'm telling God, you, don't, bro. All right, hold on. Who, you got well over a thousand in this thing. Are, are we over? Are we over a G? Right? Let me see. Let's see. 400, 700. I don't, I don't know, man. 800. I'll, I'll, I'll say right, that so you're 200 away from a G. 200 away. I think that would be a record. I think, I think the Alabama game for all of us will never oh, be. Dude. It was insane. Well, like, no, you know what game was crazy for, for me? The baseball national championship, dude. Twenty six hundred dollars in supers. <laughs> in supers, let's go. It was nuts, man. It was. Oh uh, man. I know. Oh, yeah, but but, but, but he's, he's a Franklinton guy. I Carter lay a dollar on that Franklinton guy. Yeah, for real. Thank you. Yeah. Blake's a goat, man. Once again, every Monday. Jane Daniels over under forty five total touchdowns. I'll Ooh. go. I'll go slightly under just to play yeah. it safe. Um. Bakari's not far away. I mean, he had damn near 30 a year ago. Yeah, so 45. If LSU goes 15 and 0, it's three touchdowns a game, obviously. Uh, so you're getting into elite status there, brother. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Uh, if he, he does was- that, he's the second. I, not only is he the second best quarterback of all time at LSU, he's the second best player in LSU's history. Yeah, I would agree. I'd agree with that, especially if you look at it from a, a single season. Now, as a career, but, but see, that's the thing, Carter. Like, w- what's an extra year? Like Patrick Peterson and Jane Daniels. What's the difference? A year? Yeah. Well, a lot. Okay, I would. I would. I Tyler would, Matthew. I mean, if you go, are we, are we gonna Tyler do Matthew another goat there, debate? Are we gonna, huh? are we gonna? Are we gonna do another goat debate right now? All right. No, because I want to talk football on the field now. Uh, all right, exactly. But if Tyron Matthew only played two two years. Right. If Tyron Matthew played the third season, he would be number one. You know what's worries? You know what does worry me, Carter? Can I tell you what worry? You know, we, yeah. t- well, we talked about what worries us. DBs worries me. Yeah. You know what also kind of worries me? What's that? Josh Williams. We talked about that privately. But we'll do it publicly now. Well, I said it on my show earlier. Josh Williams is starting to worry me. You know what else kind of worries me a little bit? What's and that? Maybe, maybe they are just keeping him out precautionary. So is Mason Smith being out this. I mean, I, 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 yeah, no, I agree with you. Precautionary for what? Like, at some point, you got to – I get your two weeks out. I get that. Right. But – 
you got to get him some reps. I am more so, even though it's not as serious, I'm more so concerned about Josh at this point. Because as you know, offense is a lot more about timing. Uh, the, problem, the problem, though, Carter, with the Williams thing, I you don't need Josh Williams to win. Caleb Jackson just proved to you that you don't. I disagree. I, you don't I, need him playing significantly amount right the way that he did last season to win. Logan Diggs, Noah Kane, Caleb, this Trey Bradford, bro. By the way, Trey Bradford is gonna play. Okay. okay, I thought you were just saying between those two, but no, I agree with you. I think, I think very well with Josh Armani Goodwin. Yeah, I think with Josh in particular, the guy that would scare me the most is Logan Diggs because I don't think LSU is going to want Caleb Jackson to be the pass protector third down. They don't guy. have a. Ch- they might not have a choice. Right. No, I agree with you, and that's what we led the show off with today. Is like for yeah, me, they might not have a choice. For me, my number three guy coming in was Caleb Jackson. I only had Lance Hurd and Sean Sampson pass protecting. After what you just saw, yeah, throw, so I'm him saying. Out the, throw him out in the flat and let him catch it. Right. So, so the bottom line is you don't know if he's going to go two yards or he's going to take it to the house at this point. Because every time we see him, he's taking it somewhere. He's not right. come, he's not going down. I will I will I will say this. I think Caleb, and and this has just been my take for forever. It, and, and here's the thing. I agree, with, I, I agree with Van on this too, but, right, right. but. But here's the thing. I want people to understand, obviously, Blake and I are in agreement here on Caleb Jackson being great. We felt this way before this last weekend happened. So none of this really, like, it I mean, the plays. Me. Yeah, it didn't shock me. I mean, the plays that he made were spectacular. They really were. But it doesn't shock me uh, that Caleb Jackson has done this. Historically, the data, the film, all that stuff showed that this guy can be something really good. Um, I will say this about Josh, though. I think, you know, especially the, when you factor in Logan Diggs, who has also played in a lot of big, big, big spots. The one thing I really like about Josh is how clutch he was last year in big spots uh, for LSU, right? And I worry now, like you, Blake, that he hadn't really practiced at all. Miss spring practice, no big deal. Spring ball is overrated. But fall practice, I, I am worried. A little, a little. Well, the flip side of that, okay, so we talked about Josh Williams. Now let's talk about it, Mason Smith, because Jacoby and Guillory this is the guy that comes in now. Right. That's a, that's a problem. And that's nothing against Tank. I, 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 the, the, it, it, you were counting on Mason Smith to be a massive part of your defense. Right. And if the secondary continues to go the way that they're going, you can survive. You've shown that you can survive without Josh Williams and more than survive. Carter, they scored 70 points without him. Okay. I, I get, I get, I get it. I get it. But I get this against Purdue. You need Mason Smith to go off. You do. I I agree. No, I'm I'm total agreement. I I like Jacoby. Well, I Dillard. do think you can get away with Josh Williams, and I agree with Van on this. Okay, the blocking, the smarts, the competitiveness. 
he's not like, and I'm not saying I don't want Josh Williams, but if it, if push came to shove, we need Mason back more than we need Josh Williams. Ask Blake when the demons go back to the dome. They don't connect. Uh, should God, do a sh- so much trouble about that. Do a show together. I you okay? So you're a part of an illustrious group, okay? Van has been a three-time guest. You've been a five, six, uh, gazillion-time guest now. And Slade Roy, y'all, the only ones uh, that have made the multiple appearances. That, that lets me know that you. That got- dude has the life. He snaps for LSU. He plays Xbox all the time, and he gets to come on a show with you, dude. Uh, Slade's my guy, man. I gave him his first shot to be himself. His okay, he he's kind of freaking out because he got Steph Curry to sign a shooter sleeve many a years ago. You know, like the Allen Iverson like shooter sleeve. Okay, and that thing's worth something if you find it. The greatest shooter of all time signed a shooter sleeve. So I'm like Slade, you got to find that thing. You got it. You got to find that thing. If the auto's good on there, yeah, especially yeah, early on, that's dude. worth a lot of money, dude. All right, let's. About uh, Diggs, Diggs didn't go Saturday, right? Um, All right, so I everyone, think it's gonna be everyone, no pain. I think it's. I think play one, drive one. They they had they have they don't have to. Okay, I need to be careful on how I say that. Noah Kane deserves to be the first running back that runs out there. I agree. He's been he's 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 been there since spring while the running back room only had two people. Well, and everybody's been out. Everybody's seen a day. Everybody's gotten their day. Noah Kane has not missed one. So over and I will tell you something now. I will tell you something. Don't sleep on him. Don't sleep on him. He's Nick Brissett, dude. No, okay. Think about it. Could probably going to have a thousand yards. Might have eight touchdowns, nine, ten, eleven touchdowns. He what? He was in double digits last year, touchdown wise, wasn't he? He led the team in, in rushing touchdowns. Not named Jane Daniels, correct? I look it up for you real quick. All One right. stat though. All right. Outside of touchdowns. Did you know that in the SEC last season, there was not a running back with a higher success rate than Noah Kane? As in, every time he touched the football, he had a higher rate of having a successful rush than any other back in the SEC. Now, once again, a guy like Quinshawn Judkins, those numbers go down if you have a high volume. But the truth is, when Noah Kane got the few opportunities, and you're right, 10 touchdowns, he was the number two guy behind Jaden Daniels. When he got his opportunities, Noah Kane made something of them. All right. It didn't always look the prettiest, but people forget at the end of that Arkansas game, he almost had a spectacular run to 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 win it for us. So uh he Carter and he's at four point five point four. But Josh Williams, I mean, Josh Williams, five thirty-two. I I I think last year, okay, numbers it a little bit with the tape and all that stuff. I That's think a Josh lot of rushing touchdowns, dude. That's yeah, a lot of rushing touchdowns right there, buddy. So here's the thing about Noah Kane, 
right? You look at his career prior uh, to LSU, right? He was a clutch short yardage back his entire career at Penn State. Had the game winner versus Auburn in Happy Valley. Had big runs versus Wisconsin in a season opener. So he's always been kind of a short yardage grinder. One thing that really shocked me about Noah was he did have a little bit more explosiveness last year than what I thought. Um, but still, when it comes to home run hitting ability, I still think, you know, Caleb Jackson's the best out of this bunch. But Noah Kane is just a really, really solid player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Now, uh, wait, you, uh, go ahead. Uh, let's move to the wide receiver room. You've been at practice every day. You and yeah. I, dif- you and I do differ on some some of these pass catchers. So, right now, give us your thoughts on how you feel about uh, targets, target share, and all that stuff as as we as we move forward at wide receiver. Um, man, that's crazy because it looks in order. If you take the guys out that aren't there from last year, Barn, okay. I do think Chris Hilton gets more catches. Right. So so. I let's, think let's Aaron talk. Anderson's going to replace. I, I think Aaron Anderson could replace Booty. Yeah. All right. Um, so you, you you know Chris. You you've had Chris on oh, your yeah, show. Oh yeah, I know Chris very well. Yeah, I mean he, we we've you know he's a part you know he's a partner. We bit did done nil with him. And your thoughts on him going into next season? I think, I think, I think that him and Brian Thomas are going to rotate. That's what I think. You don't go to games. I do not. Mm. I'm going to Arkansas, Carter, and I'm I'm going to Auburn. Carter, please make sure to invite Blake to join us for tailgating. Uh, I might. I, everybody wants me to go, but you know what happens, Carter, when I go. I mean, it's not fun. Why is that? <clears throat> you know, dude. Stop. Why isn't it fun? I get berated. You get you get mobbed. Yeah, I, I get mobbed. They 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 they'd have to stop the game. We had a, it, we had a we had a literally, literally at the LSU Southeastern game. Ask my wife. Ask my wife. I had to be like, take our son, and I'll just meet you at the car. It was like that. The Beatles. It was like Taylor Swift walking into that restaurant. Well, everybody's stopping to say, "Hey, what's going on? Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, man." Hey man, you might have COVID. You know, get away from me. Get it, but get out with the get out with. The, I know, I know. The normals. Get out with us normals, sir. It's not like that. You know, I'm not like that. <laughs> All right, you want can we talk some positives? Yeah, I still think you can make the playoff. With what LSU has, yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. I still you think you can make the playoff. I think so too. But you know so. what else? We need Denver Harris to go off. We need him to figure it out quickly. Mm. He's got to grow up quickly. Mm. He's going to see playing time. They going to put him out there. They ain't going to let – they are not – they are not going to continue to get beat without him being thrown out there. If, if, if Florida State, like, puts up 31 and you're – it's 34-31 – in the third quarter, they're going to throw him out there. If not well beforehand. Yeah. No, I think, I think, I think so. everybody's saying, oh, he's not going to play. I don't believe that. 
What? Um, I think they're gonna try to. You know what I think they're gonna do? Let me take. You want to? You want to? You might want to save this. Here's a crazy hot take for you. We've all been bamboozled. Oh, you th- you think Den- you think Denver's? I think he's gonna play. Okay. Here we go. I am very high on Denver Harris, which is why I've been oh, very. Yeah, he hadn't looked good though, buddy. He's a, no, he has looked not great, and it's making me feel really bad. Right? I get some things right, but when these things happen, it's it's like, come on, Denver, do this for PHL. Do it for yourself, man. Do it for yourself. If he but, can, if he can just do what they tell him to do, right? Just run the play that they tell you to run. Uh, Lance Hurd gets uh, we we get the dream. We get the we finally get the dream of seeing him run with some of the first team. Your thoughts? Did not think he had a great day. I'm a, I'm a little I'm a little I'm a not not worried, but I do think LSU sees the upside of having him, Emory Jones and Will Campbell on the field at all times. I do also think though, what LSU had last year was a little bit of a unicorn situation, having two true freshman offensive tackles play. For the most part, very well. In They're particular, to get him up to speed as quickly as possible. Right to get to get to get the highest upside offensive line out there. It's hard, man. It's hard. I, it, I it's not physically. I do well. Some of it's physically. Like he's getting. Like if you put a good speed rusher on him, he's in. He's in. Pro, he's got problems. Yes, he's got problems. That's that's been it. You're not going to overpower him. It's not look, I've seen 20 dudes try this summer, 20 dudes fail. <laughs> you're not gonna overpower him, but you're you can get around him. You better pray to God he doesn't get his hands on you. Yeah, I mean, just he's special with all the raw tools and all yep. that stuff. But I mean, his upside. I mean, I, I could see like Brad Davis saying, I just want my best guys on the field. And if that's the case, you know, he he's out there. But it's a lot, man. It's a lot. I, I just – and I know I've made that point a gazillion times on your show and on this one. It is rare. And even Brian Kelly mentioned it, I, that he never thought he would have two true freshman offensive tackles. But as of right now, the middle of the offensive line, how do you feel about it? Um. They haven't been doing bad. I mean, Carter, the the first, well, I I I personally gave Savion Jones a sack for the scrimmage. Okay. Press now in Preston guys' defense, they didn't whistle it down. They let Jaden continue to go. Okay. I think the reason being is because he stepped up in the pocket. Okay, and got it, and you know, got it out of there for a touchdown. Or whatever the play sequence was, I read it off in my show. So just go listen to it. I did it one earlier, um, but but they did not whistle it down. But I do think it would have been a sack. The person that he was he was going to get the sack on Lance Heard. Okay. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. Yeah. 
So, uh, yeah. And Emory Jones rotated out. Emory Jones went go went right back in. Right. Probably just one of those things. Let's just see what we have. And Brian Kelly walked over there and kind of, you know, said whatever. But. Mm. Yeah, as of right now. About? What are we talking about? A true freshman got beat by. Uh, by a really big, a big time dude. See, there it is. Lance Hurd rotating uh, right tackle first team. At right guard, Miles Frazier sidelined. Uh, Heard played very well at right tackle. But it is good to see I don't agree there. with that. I don't agree that he did. I think he had some decent reps. I don't think he played played very well. Mm. I don't think that that's a good characterization. That's that's me personally. Uh, Mason Smith, Trista. Andre Sam did have a pretty interesting day. I'll give him that. That's a uh, the pass breakup was interesting. Um, let's see. The defense greatly improves in full scrimmage compared to seven on sevens. That's very true. And ones v ones, he that's very very true. Where the offense mostly roasted the DBs, it was a roasting. Uh, Deuce Chestnut and Ashton Stamps had a pair of nice breakups in seven on seven. That's true. They came back and looked pretty good. Ashton Stamps has made a little bit of a name for himself. I'll okay. give him that. He looked good. Aaron Anderson. All right, y'all knew that. <clears throat> Anderson was the only one to muff a punt. He also had a bad drop on seven on sevens. <sighs> I guess. I mean, it's once again, it's all subjective. Uh, I I'll yeah, say that's I'll, about right. I, I mean, so Carter, here's what we're looking at. This is in this is in seven versus seven in the red zone. Okay, twenty five yards, you go in. We're talking about a team going twelve of sixteen, two quarterbacks, twelve of sixteen, well over one hundred and fifty or, or close to one hundred and fifty yards, and three touchdowns in the red zone, where the where the playing portion is condensed, right? So you're talking about a condensed end, like a condensed area. For you to be able to, it's less field to cover. Okay. It benefits the DBs. That's why they, the reason they're working so much in zone, I think, too. Number one, you got to go down there and score. And Brian Kelly has put a massive emphasis on the red zone because I think he knows that he can move the ball with Jane Daniels. They have put a much or big time emphasis on that position, on that uh, area. Carter, we've seen in the last four practices where the, all their seven-on-sevens is in the end zone. It's nowhere else. It's a condensed area where it's easier for the DBs. And they, that's the problem that I keep having is they continue to get roasted in an area that's so much smaller, okay, where your number one corner in Zy Alexander is getting roasted by a second-team wide receiver in Chris Hilton. And Chris Hilton's dunking it on him. And they yeah. don't respond. Yeah, and I think so that's yeah. my problem. Everybody wants to know what why am I freaking out? Carter, you mean to tell me, and God rest him, I love Chris Hilton. Is Chris Hilton the best wide receiver we're gonna see all year? No. Is yeah. Malik neighbors? Maybe. 
Okay. But Kyron Lacey, Aaron Anderson, Brian Thomas, Shelton Sampson, Jalen Brown. Carter, Jalen Brown's breaking a 20-yard deuce chestnut tackle and going for 20 in the scrimmage. Yeah. And one more thing to the red zone point. All right. Uh, I didn't play DB, but I know a lot of people who, who did. It's just simple math, right? You don't have to worry about getting beat deep, right? It's one of your biggest fears as a DB. So it should be easier to cover that point in the field, especially in seven on seven. But they're they're having issues. Blake, I totally agree with you on the secondary. And I don't want anyone to go to sleep with nightmares or whatever. No, you're going to be a good team. Your floor is 10-2, right. in my opinion. Right. Um, but we're fine-tooth combing this thing, Carter, is what we're doing. Yeah, exactly. But to win a championship, you need – you know, LSU's never won a championship without a really freaking good secondary. Let me tell you this. If – if this team were if this were going on this point last year, you know what I would have said? I would have been so excited. I would have been so excited that so here's a good one. Do you clip things? Clip this. Last year, if if this offseason that we've had so far was year one under Brian Kelly, we would all be kind of jumping for joy. Like, dog, this seems gonna be something serious. Okay, like we they have dudes this season the negativity surrounding everything is because you have to take that fine tooth comb and say does championship level teams do that mm -mm. it's 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 honestly that and something else is if you have one bad if i love him so much dude Look, here's the thing. If you have one bad practice or one bad spring game or anything like that, you it's no big deal. But this is just a months-long kind of thing. And that's my biggest issue is we now have a sample size of rough DB outings. At least some people, like at Ashen Stamps, uh, Deuce Chestnut here and there, at least some people are coming to the forefront. And hopefully – in a perfect world, one of these guys that's really having a rough time in camp takes a massive leap. Maybe. Well, let me ask you this question. Let's hear it. Or let me throw this at you. Here's the problem. I know what I got at every unit. Okay. I think the reason you can be Bama is because their weakness is your weakness. Totally agree. So. You're at a point where quarterback is their biggest weakness. Would you agree with that? Alabama, yes. Yeah, okay. So quarterback is their biggest weakness. Well, they can't throw it worth a damn. We nope. sure as hell can't stop it. <laughs> and, and look. And you and look. just got to keep everything in front of you against Florida State. And then every other team, every other team, you're going to out-athlete them. You're going to out-athlete them. There was a picture, Carter. Hold on. Let me pull this up. Oh, AYS graphics. Ba -da -bum -bum -bum. I don't know how to do it, but I'm just going to show you this. So this photo right here, can you, can you see that? Yeah. That's the elite yeah. neighbors in the end zone. Okay. Now he's catching it. 
and you can see the ball right here. Okay? Yeah. Carter, even when they're having elite coverage, they're not winning. Right. Like, that's elite coverage. Would you not say that that's elite coverage? Yeah. Yeah. Okay? That ball was caught for a touchdown on a fade route from Jaden. Mm. So that so so let me let me just throw this out there, okay? If that's what I have to go against when I'm when I look at this team, Carter. So when I'm out there and I say fade route in the end zone, touchdown, bang, okay? Like I'm Mark Smith. Okay, what well, whoever says that. <laughs> but <laughs> Mark is it? Smith? What's his no, name? It's Mike Breen. Mike Breen. <laughs> like I'm Mike Breen bang. Okay. I was like, <laughs> but that's my point. It's like Carter, they're making that throw and catch. That is, I don't, I don't wanna, I hate using this comparison. That is 19, 2019 level offensive shizite. When you're throwing a fade route in the back of the end zone, and y'all just saw that picture, and the DB is damn near penalizing himself, okay, and causing a pass interference, and he's all up in the shizite. Carter, one-handed Malik Neighbors and company, and company are coming down with it. It's gotten so crazy in that in that wide receiver room that Kai Prian is in the back of the end zone, <laughs> one-handed it over Denver Harris, then standing over him. Then I haven't even mentioned Kamarian Pimpton, who Carter might have 10 touchdowns this year. I love him. I can't get enough, man. That's too way too many. He might have five touchdowns this year. Yeah, and that's yeah, but I I he will have ten year two. Oh man, I love it. I think okay, on the count of how three. Am I, how am I trying to get you demonetized? Nah, nah, you you didn't because because I think we might have said shit one time or something. I don't know. You you, uh, you do know that they don't demonetize you for that. Oh, for saying poop emoji out aloud? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you just can't say the F word. Ashton Stamps, freshman that has the best season, is Stamps. By the way, Blake, you fumbled last week with DK Moore, but it's all good. You made it up. How did I, I fumble? I, I, you, you, okay. You, you told me to never bring it up. I've never brought it up once. But it is still my favorite AYS moment. Oh, you're talking about me not dabbing him up? Yes. <laughs> it is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. I didn't see him. I didn't see him. But that was the quickest recovery I have seen of a dap up. Because my brother, my brother was like, hey, man, he's trying to dab you up. And I turned around and I dab him up. And I'm like, damn, bro. I think I, yeah. I I actually have it saved on my phone. Please that's don't show it. Please don't show it. Yeah, okay, that's what I'm saying. I want to relive that moment. You told me to never speak of it again. But you brought it up. I said, how did I fumble? And you were like. Well, I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. Bro, bro do you, you 
Can I tell you I, something? Go ahead. Freaking hilarious. Do you know how many people were in my DMs saying I fumbled the bag by not dabbing him up? Oh, he, do you, do you, do you think he hates you now? Cause you left him hanging? No, there? we know. Oh God. No. I think he's awesome. Yeah, I think he's a, he's a good young man. No, we cool. All right. I do have it saved right here. I could play it. Just play it. I know oh, you want to so bad. No, I, I, you, you know what I'm going to do? Because you have $800 in here on your, super, on your super chats. What's that? I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, when you play the video, I'm going to hit you with a copyright. <laughs> he should. <laughs> you should to get to get a 50-50 share of this uh you should it's it's it is <laughs> it is worth this it is worth this yeah um, play it let me hit you with that no, copyright it, it's it, you, gone ahead gone ahead god i really hope you don't get a copyright now me me and mr beast have to deal with this we are the only two people uh here we Dude, go he makes so much money i can't believe i'm trying that. to i'm trying to make sure i get this yes okay this is it Dude, if YouTube continues to have him, they will never go broke. Never. Ever. He is the biggest commodity to to, to YouTube. Okay. Let me delete it's this. Insane. All right. Here we go. Let me get it this way. All right. That's it. All right. Here we go. Blake Rafino with oh future, my God. future Odell Beckham Jr. right here. I can't even look. I'm not looking. Here we go. And you left him hanging. No, I didn't. <laughs> you left him hanging. You left him hanging. I I don't care. I thought it was great. All right, here we I go. can't believe that you uh I, I well I was gonna but see I'm not looking at him the whole time. Like watch, I turn my head. See, like oh, I turn no! my head. No. That's I a turn save. my head, bro. I turn my head. That's a quick save. That's a quick save, but it was awesome. Big moment for you. <laughs> I thought it was funny that he went through the motions anyway, though. You know what I mean? He went through the motion anyway. Um, yeah. Congratulations on that. Did you 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 hit a uh, what fifteen hundred two k total live viewers? Not uh. If you add Facebook, yeah. Oh, YouTube, oh yeah. Oh, add yeah. Facebook, you're by fifteen hundred. Yeah, I, I I had a Josh Pates episode. Oh God, yeah, he's massive. Yeah, but um, by the way, his uh, he kind of let some people know he does that power rankings thing as his as his poll every week. Yeah, and he'll change it if something's like ridiculous. He um, uh, he had Texas A and M in the top fifteen. I believe in him this year. One of my favorite plays is Texas A and M over seven and a half. If if Jimbo lets Bobby be Bobby, they're gonna cook. They're gonna cook. Man. But if if he don't, it's gonna burn down. It's gonna burn down. I watched a Manziel documentary last night. I got I'm ready for this Swamp Kings one. It better be more than an hour. Mm, Swamp Kings. Oh, with yeah. the, the Florida Gators. Yeah, it needs to be like a five episode thing. Who's your favorite player on that team? Oh, actually, I hated pretty much everybody on that team. Oh, me too. Despise them. If there I was think Percy Harvin, yes, Percy was was Timothy Chalamet. 
Yeah. He was he was, he was good. What if I would have said Aaron Hernandez? I hey. Lewis the, Murphy was really the unsung, unsung hero of that team. Yeah. Well, I'll say as a route running tight end, how many have you ever seen better than Aaron Hernandez? Yeah, he was a dude, man. As a pure, I, I'm to, I, I want everyone to just go watch him. People said he was killing it. You start with the dad joke, and allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, college football documentary you want to see next. Oh. I'm not going to say 2019 LSU. That's no. too easy. I mean, there's so much. The hard part about that. You know is what I really want to see? Let's go. I really want to see uh, Jeremy Pruitt, Tennessee. Yes. I'm with that. Jeremy Pruitt, Tennessee would be ridiculous. Have they done one on USC, Pete Carroll, and why he left? No. Okay. They won't probably do that one either. Old Fris at uh, old uh, a Hugh Freeze at Ole Miss would be nuts. True. Uh, obviously, one that Michael I think Orr. Michael Orr. I want to see that, bro. I'm just gonna tell you something. <laughs> people, said, people said that my dude was trying to. Uh, <clears throat> people said that dude ran out of money. Orr. Yeah, and that some of these documents that he claimed he had were falsified. Well, he just got married. So who knows? The Oh, she's after she she hey they got power struggles in that thing. This would be this would be mine if we ever got to the bottom of what actually happened with the Bobby Petrino motorcycle accident. Yeah, that's a good one. Interview like well, I, I shared this on your show. Dude, what if they started a documentary and she and he was in a and he was like sitting down on an aluminum chair and he had the neck brace on? He goes, I've had this for 12 years. <laughs> 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 that that would be my number one is Petrino and the co-ed. But the one mystery is uh the most insane thing I've ever seen happen to an SEC football player is Arkansas quarterback Brandon Allen. Did you know this story? Yeah, some some of it. Some okay. of it. He got his truck burned down to to a crisp. I've got to know who did that. I've got to know the fan who hates a collegiate athlete so much you would set ablaze their pickup truck. Black OT says Tyron Matthew documentary. There hadn't been one on his college uh, career. So I guess, uh, well, actually, I guess that would be mine. That would be, be mine. Wouldn't be a bad one, brother. All right, buddy. I know you got, what, what time are you getting up in the morning? Oh, you five o'clock, like every Five a.m. Five o'clock on the dot. What was, so what is your breakfast? What do you, what do you eat? Oh, I don't eat breakfast. I wake up and don't eat for like three, four hours. Cause I'm up so early. I can't eat when I can't eat that early. What do you mean? You don't eat anything? No. 
I normally don't eat breakfast. I eat a massive, uh, a massive dinner though. Okay, what was on the what was on the docket tonight? I had grilled. I had grilled chicken. Uh, I believe it or not, we make this uh like side raisin canes type dip. Dog was fiending for some of that raisin canes dip. And you say so, you're a good cook. You're a good cook. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, and so I, I actually I believe it or not. Dude, believe it or not, I've just eaten a lot of just like paws, but meat. I don't like the sides. Well, I do By the way, to- I saw that steak you had. Let me just tell you something, buddy. If you're going to eat steak, buddy, we eat ribeyes. Ribeye is the best part of a... Of oh, please, steak. please, please. It is. No, it is not. Yes, it is. The, it's, it's a filet mignon, baby. It's no fillets are not. You haven't gotten it cooked right. <sighs> I mean, a ribeye's a ribeye solid, but fillet is top tier. No, uh-uh. Mm. uh-uh. Uh uh. Uh-uh. Come on down to come on, come well, to the real south and let somebody show you. Well, here, here here's what I would say. I'll, about I'll you. cook you a, st- a ribeye. Okay. But but here's what I would say. Here's what I would say about this. Because the first time I went to your house, what did we eat? Oh, yeah. We had the legendary Creole Cajun dish called Tatino's <laughs> Cheese Pizza. You, well, you in, my defense, in my defense, our house was being reconstructed. Yes. <laughs> that makes it impossible to do something better than a Tatino's. You could have had Tatino's pepperoni with the little meat cubes on there, but no. Had Tatino's cheese. That you, is, gotta come, you gotta come now that done, that everything's done. But buddy, I will cook you a ribeye that, see, uh, Tyler Townsend, click, click that one up. I agree, Blake, ribeyes. See, Carter, I'm telling you, 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 got, you got to let Somebody who knows what they're doing in the kitchen, I, you will leave my house and say, and your wife will say, "Holy shit! What did we just do? What did we just eat?" Mm. <clears throat> I promise you. Now you might go into cardiac arrest because of all the butter I put on the steak. But, oh, <laughs> I mean, hey, it's gonna be good. I love it. All right, bro. all right. Well, you got to get up. Peace. And uh, wait, no, we got one more here. Uh, black good. Oh yeah, you're not going. We are doing a PHL meetup. Uh, in Orlando, we're we're getting all that taken care of. All right, See you, buddy. See you, buddy. Right, Cheers. Blake Rafino, hanging out. Uh, last thing I wanted to get to before the ribeye thing is, um, I and I, I wanted to talk more about it, but I wanted to more so focus on Lancerd. I in particular. I'm a little worried about the middle of LSU's offensive line. And if that's the case, that would make me feel more comfortable if we have Emory Jones in the middle. And I think when Emory Jones plays offensive guard, you will see one of the best offensive guards to ever play at LSU. I think that's his perfect position. He is still the best offensive line prospect. Since I've started doing closer offensive line prospect evaluating in recent years, he is the best that I've ever seen. Okay. I uh, had him ahead of Will, had him ahead of Lance, and 
I didn't have him in the viewpoint of him playing offensive tackle, but I do think an offensive guard, he will be Sean Andrews level good. Uh, whoever you want to mention. Uh, Lyle Collins level good at guard. Okay. Uh, so there you go. Hey, I'm down with Piccadilly, baby. <laughs> my, my, my guy. My guy just went hold the mayo. Just went to Piccadilly. So, uh, yeah, there will be some PHO meetup, more than likely on the day of the game. Working on that with uh, Carvis, who is in Orlando. Uh, so I've been asked about that a few times. I am personally not going. Unfortunately, uh, just can't make it work out. I did not think Orlando would be as expensive as it is. But there you go. Now, Really appreciate, obviously, as we mentioned, Sibley and Van are two of my closest friends now. Not necessarily like, uh, you know, even LSU fans. I, I know a lot about both of them, and obviously both of them are wildly uh, successful. I really appreciate that. I really do. Um, so there you guys always, Rob. Respect your body, baby. Ha, ha, ha. So, Yeah. Feel free, fire in any question that you want. I don't. Uh, we can go. We can go pretty long with the, you know, the, the super chats. Lots of good energy in the chat right now. I love it. Uh, obviously, throughout the season, I want to be at over one hundred and fifty uh, for pretty much every live stream. So I really do appreciate that. And uh, I'm gonna keep bringing that heat, baby. This is a live stream schedule. Tuesdays, Thursdays, Sundays, 8.15 p.m. Central, Wednesday nights at 6. And then Saturdays, not obviously the Florida State game because it's on a Sunday, we'll be doing pregame, halftime, and postgame live streams. Okay? So, uh, Danny, I'll text you and we'll, we'll, we'll work it out because I know Jared wants to to, to meet you and I know Black OT wants to uh, meet Jared and everybody. So, we're going to work something out and uh, Carvis is uh is is definitely going to help us out with that because he is in orlando um so yeah man obviously growing day by day i'm very blessed to get to do this and it's because of you guys okay um but yeah i i truly truly do believe emory jones is a special prospect i do think the offensive tackle position for him on the right side there was some aggression towards the end of the season when he was going up against some of the better competition, but I he, he still uh, once again if you're a patron I'll leave the grades for you guys that's part of your subscription, but he did for me have a higher grade than Will Campbell and Lance Hurd. and I think Will Campbell and Lance Hurd are both obviously really good. Will obviously is the best, uh, but but yeah I, I'm interested. Now, I do agree with Blake. Obviously, he's an offensive lineman, so he's going to look at it more critically than most. I, I do agree with Lance Hurd that I would like to see him start. I want to get as much talent on the field as possible. I do not think, though, this is a situation where you start him game one versus Florida State, where, you know, last year, we didn't start our absolute best guys in game one versus a defensive line that had a ton of NFL players, obviously Florida State. I don't think I would start Lance Hurd game one. I, I wouldn't. But I would like to see him play a lot this year. I do. Okay? I do. 
So let's go to uh, Danny Girl. Being transparent here, what concerns me is the drop pass. It sounds like a lack of improvement over what we had last season. Yeah, uh, drops are an issue, and we had some drops last year. I do think Danny, as far as the wide receiver drops last year, it was a mixture of the throw wasn't the absolute best, and it was a mixture as well of guys just dropping passes. Now, if you go to Power Hour LSU on Twitter, Instagram, I want to ask you guys about TikTok. My TikTok is actually kind of blown up in terms of numbers compared to my other videos. Um, I did release a video on Kayshawn. He had a big touchdown yesterday, and it looked like old Kayshawn. Now, Kayshawn was terrible last year with the standards that were given to him or that he had set. Like, he wasn't bad for just anybody, but he was terrible for his own standards, right? He dropped a lot um, and so on and so on. We just couldn't get the timing down. But he did have moments, obviously, against Florida and against Alabama and so on and so on. I do think Malik neighbors out of the slot because the issue, we were playing Kayshawn a lot in the slot in some Big situations, and him and Jaden just could not connect. I think Malik neighbors in the slot is going to be something you're going to see a lot of this next season. I also think Aaron Anderson in the slot is going to be something that you're going to see a lot of next year as well. Um, I, I could see both of those guys getting a lot of snaps there, but I do think you'll see more Malik over the middle. I do. Pooh Bear, good to see you. Cole's going to the game. There you go. So something else. All right. We do have our first PHL fantasy draft. It's coming up on Wednesday night at 730 Central. We still have a slot left in one league. All right. If you are a PHL patron and you don't have that slot filled and you want to be a part of the league, let me know. I've reached out to Everyone that played last year, if you are a patron, go right on ahead. Let me know. And we uh, obviously we give out a big card at the end of the season. I'm still deciding on which card I want to give out. I kind of want to do uh, a Clyde Edwards Hilaire one. We did some Tyron Matthew cards last year. Um, so there you go. Uh, if you want to be in the PHL Fantasy League, I'm going to try and fill two like we did last year. If you want the slot, got to sign up for the Patreon, okay? Um, so let's go to Samuel. Here's the thing. I'm in agreement with him. It's not, it, it, it could just be that you're used to just me saying this, but it makes you a little bit concerned that we're both saying this. I've said this obviously in the discord and I'll say it again publicly here. There's just been too many bad practices up to this point. Now, yes, LSU's wide receiver room is way better than every wide receiver room we will play next season outside of Florida State's, okay? They just are. But that doesn't mean that there's not other really good wide receiver rooms in the SEC this year. It's an issue. It is an issue, okay? They're moving a bunch of guys around, 
it's not a it's not a scaring thing. It's, it's not a scary thing. It's players that I spoke to that were at the practice uh, this weekend. Remember, they had a bunch of uh, former players uh, that that were at practice over the weekend. It's an issue. It's 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 an issue. Now that doesn't mean that they can't step up. That doesn't mean we are jumping off the LSU fan wagon here or anything like that. That's it's is not the point. It's just, you know, at LSU, it, it could just be that most college football secondaries suck. We're just not used to having this many question marks going into uh, a college football season in the secondary. Um, and we had a bunch last year, but you can go back and listen to the live streams. I thought we were fine there. I, I thought we were fine going into the season. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's not – it's it's not jump off, jump into an erupting volcano full of electric eels bad, but it's still one of those things where you 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 should be worried. You should, okay. Yeah, you know, there's going to be some catches that those guys make that you can't do anything about, okay. Uh, and that's okay. That's okay. Let's at least make it tough on them. I thought last year our DBs did a good job of that, making it tough on them. Sage Ryan had a really good play on Micah Pittman. Um, go hard or go home. I've never been impressed with Dellinger. Yeah, for me, I, I've always felt that he was a year two or year three guy. This obviously is year three for him. Um. Oh, he's played a lot of football to this point. He obviously got some starts at left tackle uh, in his true freshman season. Obviously, he won't have to play that at all next season. Um, I do prefer him as a as a swing. I do. Um, instead of a starter. I think he's fine as a player. I do think when he has played against the elite guys, it's been rough. All right, and that's how it's going to be when you go up against some of these SEC defensive linemen. That's that's okay. That's okay. But here's the thing, especially on the offensive line, you always kind of need to wait till year three to really determine if a guy is really uh, a division one power five offensive line, you know, your, your uh, offensive line men, your body goes through such a transformation. You're still trying, you know, most offensive line prospects are, are tackles in high school. Right. So, for instance, let's say DJ Chester, for instance, they are grooming him to be the next center at LSU. Okay. They're trying to get him uh, to be just set. They gave him Lloyd Cushenberry's number 79, but he was an offensive tackle. Right. So, most guys are offensive tackles. So, you got to kind of have to figure out what, what position do they fit best at the next level. Then by year two, you kind of just need to see something if you can really trust him. I, I've felt like I've seen something from Garrett Dellinger, but I do agree at this point I prefer him to be the six instead of one of the the first five. Uh, but I think we can win with him as one of our first five. Yeah, Michael B. I actually, so I sent you the card and it got lost in the mail. And 
I don't know what happened to it, but I ended up in replacing. I actually sent it to Marcus. Uh, you've actually sent two different things uh, to uh, Marcus. I think Marcus is watching right now. I know I won't say anymore, but yeah, I've sent uh, you. Marcus actually posted on Facebook all the cards I've sent him, one of which was on actually two of which was on your behalf. So there you go. But Michael B says he is retiring from being the PHL fantasy champion. But Michael B, the slot is still there. If you want it to be you, it can be you. Okay. Now. One thing I will kind of sort of bring up. Okay. Just kind of sort of bring it up. I'll bring it up really quickly. I don't think this is going to be anything that has to do with the actual Florida State team. But what I would tell each and every one of you watching this right now, okay, there has been a lot, and I mean a lot of off-the-field noise with the Florida State football program, more so than pretty much any other team that's out there, okay? We have conference realignment rumors. There's never really been one quite like Florida State, if you ask me, right? You got private equity rumors. You got, we're going to force our way out of this, uh, what is it? Grant of rights, GOA, whatever they call it. Now there's rumors and Florida State just released a statement saying that their athletic director isn't looking at the USC job, which would kind of make sense because if you're able to get out of Florida State now, you don't have to worry about this very difficult conference realignment situation. You got this horrible situation with the NCAA not given this defensive tackle eligibility I don't think that's distracting, especially an experienced Florida State team at all. I will say it's been a lot. It has been a lot. Okay. So I, I just wanted to float this thing out into the atmosphere. Huh? 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 Um, and the one thing I, I, I'll say, okay. We're in our LSU bubble. Okay. I think a college football fan's bubble is the most suffocated bubble, right? It's hard for us to keep up with all these other teams and their deficiencies. Like we know Alabama has a deficiency at quarterback, but that's the program and the biggest position in the sport. I think most of you watching this right now could name the starting quarterback at every SEC school. There are holes on every team, every single one of them, okay? Maybe outside of Georgia, maybe. But still, there is a lot, a lot. What I would say is maybe we are just fine. Maybe we are just overreacting to a few things here or there in a scrimmage or what, and, and all of that. What I can say, though, that I am really happy – about as far as LSU football is at least we are stable. Okay. 
You can look whoever you are. It might be the first time you ever watch me before. You're looking for LSU football content. You're you're dying for to, to find someone that just does LSU football all the time and occasionally some women's basketball and baseball and anything LSU related. But we are 95% LSU football. You're out. And I'm looking at you. At least you're stable. And that is one of the most important things. You got your quarterback back. You got your quarterback for 2024 already picked out, and you feel really good about both of them. You got your OC picked out. I don't think Mike Dimbrock would be someone that would be a very attractive head coaching candidate unless he obviously fields the most explosive offense of all time. You have Matt House obviously back. A really good OC-DC combo. You got your offensive tackles figured out for the next couple of seasons. You got the best defensive prospect player maybe since Tyron Matthew you got him for at least two more seasons this is a stable team you would have never have thunk it I would have never thunk it that we would be this stable all right we know the conference we're going to be in we know the schedule that we're going to have we know we got to go to USC and play UCLA and all that stuff we know all of this but I feel confident of where we are and who we are moving forward You could not have said that last year. You definitely couldn't have said that two years ago. So thinking big picture before we get into so Florida State focused kind of content over the next couple of weeks, be very happy that you're stable. Okay. So what? We don't have Tyron Matthew with Ron Brooks backing him up in our secondary. We're not as deep as we need to be. Brian Kelly's told you that. At least we're stable. And that is something I'm very happy about because obviously I care about LSU football more than anything else. And, uh, and yeah. Oh yeah, that's right, Michael. But you sent him an Xbox one. You're, you are definitely one of the most generous people I've ever met. Samuel, that's a life, man. That is a life, bro. And I followed you back on IG. Let's go to Sibley. All right, Sibley. John Sibley Butler says, Bama's quarterback is fine. He's a stud, and everyone will need to play. Interesting. My question to you, Sibley, is which one of these Bama quarterbacks are you referring to? Huh? 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 Uh... I'm going to give Dellinger a pass going up against Jalen Carter. I, I'm i going to give anybody a pass in college going up against Jalen Carter. Here's the truth about Jalen Carter. Okay. He's transcendent. <laughs> That's all there is to it. He is one of the best defensive players to ever play in the Southeastern Conference. So it's kind of like, like Geno Smith doing interception to Tyron Matthew. You know, it's kind of like, eh. So I give Dillinger a pass with the the Jalen Carter thing, but I do I do overall agree with your point. I do, I do. Okay. But yeah, Esteban, what's good, man? He's down Creole. I haven't talked enough about Andre Sam. 
I see Brits back in here. You know, it's football season when Brits back in here. Good to see you, man. You are right. Secondary. The good thing about it, the good thing about a secondary, a shaky secondary, is you can mask it just a little bit. You can put a little makeup on it. Uh so yeah. Now I gotta figure out who gets the Leonard Fournette card tonight. Obviously, I, 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 I'm trying to figure out who I want to give this to. This is one of my favorite Fournette autographs. I'll take it out of the protective casing. Why not? Let's see here. We're still going, by the way. But we did hit a hundo in Super Chance. Here we go. Booga Nation. Numbered. Only a hundred of these copies in existence. Oh, I just realized something about this card. Oh, man, I really don't want to give this one up now. Oh, man. I might have messed up here. Okay, normally the photo that they take the image from is from, you know, like his junior or senior season. This is actually true freshman Leonard Fournette. No, actually, no. I lied to you. This is his final season. Huh? 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 Uh, we did play Wisconsin's true freshman season, but we're on the road. So, yeah, this is 2016 Leonard Fournette, but still. Really dope card, and it could be yours. Wisconsin. I'm, I'll figure out. I'll figure out somebody worthy. Marcus wants to talk coverage. Okay, I could do that. All right. What coverage would I want to run versus Florida State to protect? The corners. Okay. Now, I'm going to give you a few things I've seen from Florida State um, that I like about their offense. Now, I'm not going to bring up the running game. We've talked a gazillion times about counter and how Florida State uses counter to beat up on their teams or the opponents. Florida State's a great counter team that's hard to stop. Okay. Ask a lot of defensive linemen like myself. When a team is really good at running counter, it sucks. Okay. Now, you want to talk about coverage, okay? You have got to stop their explosives. One thing that they are going to do is they're going to motion their guys to make us declare what type of coverage we are going to do. One thing I think to keep an eye out for are the, are the slot fades, okay? I think that will be a play that they will use quite a bit, and... One other thing to be prepared for is them throwing to the running backs out of the backfield. Their running backs are really high football IQ players. They they make plays. They make guys miss. Trey Benson is really freaking good. If he was in the SEC, he would probably be the RB2 or RB3 in the SEC. He's a really good player. Um, so, yeah, you know, we just, we just got to be ready for – for all of it, they do a good job stressing all the levels of the defense. But obviously, they love hitting explosives. They'll occasionally run mesh, which is obviously a play that we run a lot of. It's 
you know, an air raid, Mike Leach staple. We're not an air raid offense, but everybody to some extent runs some variation of mesh. Um, I, I, I just, that's one play to look out for the slot fade. When I look at how LSU is going to construct their defense, I, I, I think that would be something that Norvell would want to try. Um, Yeah, Jay Madison, we did not tackle our bass. Uh, that was ironically only the only bad tackling game for Jay Ward pretty much all season. But yeah, we just could not bring them down. And that's somebody I wish we could have had back. Jay Ward quite literally played every position in the secondary. And he was fine in all of them. Actually, he was good. Very good at all of them. He could play nickel. He could play corner. He could play any of the safeties. He is at Jalen Mills, um, Dante Jackson kind of guy. Now, Gibbs, Gibbs had a fine game versus us. Uh, last year, but I would I will say he didn't just dominate us like he did other teams. We're able to hold up against him. We were. So there you go. Hmm. Why'd he go to the NFL? Let's go to LD eighty eight. Holding it down. All right. Let me see. Hazard, good to see you as well. Let's see. It's any super tier. Um, I want to answer this one from TJ. J- James, right now, I would put him at about 35. And that's a really good number, by the way. We haven't seen J.K. Johnson yet. And yes, I do think so. He has a leg injury. So I I could see J.K. Johnson uh, fight his way back into it. I do think that I'd feel, I'd feel better if he was healthy, obviously. But I do think at this point, I would still be concerned about the overall depth of the unit. I would. I hope you're right, H-Town. I think every single person. Um, so, yeah, I think I think every single person would 
more of a CEH and J Hill. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, you can't really. I mean, you can game plan for Harold Perkins. And there was, you know, obviously Georgia's offense was so good, but AM did a good job, you know, taking Perk out of the game. Um, but yeah, I think I think if they do game plan heavily for Perk, a guy like Savian Jones can step up. Uh, so yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Let's see here. Uh, who do I want? Uh, oh, I obviously if Van or John Tibley wants the Fournette card, I'll give it to them. But uh, I I just sent Tibley a pretty big card of. Uh, an LSU great. So if he wants it, if Vanner simply wants the Fournette card, I'll send it to him. But I doubt that they do. So I want to give it to and if for some reason you guys want one, I can uh, I could send one. Michael needs a Jay Hill. You need me to send you a Jay Hill, Michael? I can send you a Jay Hill if you want it. I had a, so many Jay Hills given to me over the years because everyone, I say everyone, but people know that we're friends. Uh, so simply, you don't want it. Okay, cool. I don't think I don't think Van wants it. Okay. So let's see, who do I want to give this Fournette to? Let's go. All right. Let's see here. Let's see who's a super edit here tonight. Let's go with go with Black OT. Black OT, congratulations. You're the winner of the Fournette autograph numbered card. Congratulations, man. You deserve this. You really do. Look, you get a little refractor finish on this one. Congratulations, Ann. It's rare, too. Only a hundred of these copies were produced. Only a hundred. You deserve it, man. Uh, Jared, Jared, Jared said, I'd give it to the first Super Chat of the night. It was you. So, Jared, if you want one, I'll send you one as well. I'll find you something else. Huh? Huh? Uh, but a blank OT, obviously, you and Jared have both been very, very generous. That's right, Daniel. He still wears the pads to this day. I hope he signs somewhere. Now, here's what we're going to do. In the next 15 minutes, I don't mind going all night. I'm feeling great. We're two weeks away from the season. We will be celebrating an LSU uh, victory here in just two weeks. 
Um, we are two weeks away. I, um, I'm in a good mood. So I don't mind going all night, but I do need to get up very early. I don't have to get up like Blake at five in the morning. Dear Lord. Uh, but in the next 15 minutes, I'm going to answer as many questions as we possibly can. Super chat. If you want to keep going, I'll happily keep going. I do need to check to see if we set a record tonight for Super Chats. 8.50. That is crazy. It's a blessing, though. It's a blessing. As you see, I don't have a whole lot of advertisements or anything like that. I do want to shout out Underdog Fantasy. If you do want to support me, sign up now. Link is down below. Please use my promo code Carter. Play with Underdog Fantasy. They got so many really cool contests. Best ball. You can draft in a best ball league for five bucks right now, and it can win you $200,000. Promo code Carter. Just go to Underdog Fantasy, underdogfantasy.com. There you go. Yeah, I think every LSU player is going to do that for like the rest of the time. Could you imagine the LSU equipment managers? Though? They're like, God, dog, it, the shipping on this is ridiculous. Huh? 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 Oh, man. That is cool. That is really cool. Um, You know what? The, uh, the, the we, we get into different topics here. Have you all seen this here as far as like football equipment is concerned? There is a push to make players wear the extra cushion on the helmet. Have y'all seen this? Like the extra shells on the helmet. Uh, the NFL says concussions during practice have gone down 50-something percent. I also... Should have brought this up a little bit earlier. Another way you could support PHL. And by the way, like the minimum deposit on Underdog Fantasy is 10 bucks. You can't beat that. And they deposit match. If you deposit match 10 bucks, they'll give you 10 bucks. So you have $20. That gives you four drafts. Four drafts to win $500,000. And there's all kinds of different stuff that they do on Underdog Fantasy. Now, as you'll see here, there's all this PHL merch. There's something else you can get. OurLSU.com merch. I showed you a photo earlier of Walter, a PHL legend, using his coffee mug. Also, if you get four PHL shirts, I send you a Joe Burrow card in the mail. Why not get them for the whole family and you get a borough card from me? Four PHL shirts, I send you a borough card. Let's go to Daniel here. Actually, I'll answer this one really quickly for Mr. Bond. 3,000 passing or 100 rushing? Jaden's final rushing number was 885 yards. His final passing number last year 
was 2,913 yards. He, uh, the more likely here is the passing. Okay. But I could see him do both. I can. I can. Let's go to Daniel. I understand our tradition with our colors, but I just wish we had some more special units like a Mardi Gras set with the three main Mardi Gras colors. Okay. LSU has never, okay. Now, really think about this. There has never been an alternate LSU uniform that sucked. There has never been a single one of them. Every single one of them look good. Okay, now imagine that. Uniform Twitter is ruthless Twitter. Football uniforms, you can't do anything fancy to them or else people are going to crap all over you. The simpler they are, the better. Okay, but LSU has had these very elaborate alternate uniforms, and they have all looked spectacular. There's not a single one that's looked bad. Okay, now there are some that I like more than others. Uh, still, I freaking loved them, loved them. So, I disagree with this. <laughs> huh? 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 Yeah, of course I get I get the Mardi Gras colors. Uh, I, I get that, but then again, please correct me if I'm wrong on this, okay? Because I don't want to piss off the wrong people here. But football ends before Mardi Gras really begins, so it's kind of not really in the season. I, I'm I'm down to celebrate Mardi Gras 365 days of the year, but the bigger thing is the LSU white uniforms with the gold bottoms is so iconic. It is so fresh. It looks so good. It's when you see LSU's uniforms, there is no confusing it for anybody else. And that is what I love about it, right? That is what I freaking love about it. I saw Cody Worsham have a long... A Twitter thread not too long ago about purple and gold being so iconic with LSU, right? Of course, there are other schools that have it, ECU, Washington, so on and so on. And there's other sports teams that have purple and gold. But white top, gold bottom, it's tough, man. It's tough. And Unpopular take here, I'm not a huge purple jersey guy. Like, I just like the white gold bottom combo. And I am of the ilk that jerseys do get too boring. I like alternates. I'm fine with them. But the one thing about a football uniform is that they can get too busy. They can get a little too busy, okay? Something else I love about the white top gold bottom, and this is kind of me just being like a, a 
So, like, as a football collector, I'm always looking for patches that have, like, a stain on them. Like, these card patches, whatever. If you're playing on, like, a real grass field, stains really show up on a white gold bottom. And that's that just looks so cool. Battling for 40 minutes, it just pops. Michael Johnson. I love it. Now, there is let's let's see how let's see how well you know LSU football. Welcome to the channel, Michael Johnson, and you could be the person I'm talking about. All right. I'm looking at each and every one of you. A little trivia. Do you know? There is a key member of the LSU athletic staff. His name is Michael Johnson. Do you know what he does for LSU? I want to see how well you know LSU athletics. It's a deep cut. Can you tell me what Michael Johnson does for LSU athletics? This is a deep cut. Dang, uh, Golden Boot normally is the trivia, the trivia guy. Ironically, you're, that you, you've actually gotten a little bit closer here to give you a little bit of a hint. There you go. Look at you being quiet. Look at you being quiet. Huh? Huh? Uh, uh, uh. Oh man, he is a he is a head chef. There you go. What's up, Doug? Doug's been Doug's been quiet. So he's he's uh, Doctor Frakes is the team is the football nutritionist. So he he sets the diet, right? He gives them like it's not just him. He has a team as well, but he he gives them like the protein shakes. He sets the diet to where he gets the players to the body types that Brian Kelly wants them to be at. So that's what he does. It was kind of weird tonight. Um, I wasn't able to really watch the Saints preseason game. You know, when you go as 
heavy into college football as I do. And I love fantasy football. I got a fantasy football channel and all that stuff. It's hard to actually get to sit down and watch NFL football during the season. I love the NFL. What was strange tonight was Will Clapp is battling for a spot with the Chargers, right? He played his high school football at Brother Martin in New Orleans, started at LSU as a redshirt freshman, then got drafted by the Saints and has been with the Saints since, what, 2016, 2017? And now he was with the Chargers playing against the Saints tonight. Pretty crazy stuff, huh? That's right. He is on. Uh, shout out to you, Bob. Shout out, Jacob. I just got a Hester near me. Love being a Hester auto collector. It's fun, man. Do trivia for, for cards? Yeah, we could do that. John Trey Kirkland balled out. I love it. I tweeted out one of his catches on the Power Hour LSU. Wait, are we talking are we talking uh vacuums in here? Oh, oh, okay. So I I have to have a bone to pick with the vacuum companies. 
I mean, y'all, we can't be having crappy vacuums in society. We just can't. Judge can't have it. Now, whose butt do I need to destroy? Pause. Whose ass do I need to kick? I will happily do it. What is it? Do? So, so you know what everyone swears by? These Roombas. Y'all know what a Roomba is? A little circular little thing. A little robot looking thing. Hmm. College football's about to be crazy this season for your boy. I'll see Miles Jack. Retired. People want to talk about the most controversial plays in history. He wasn't down. Yeah, you know, everyone talks about Dez didn't catch it. Or Dez caught it. That play is kind of overrated. I'm going to be honest. It's kind of overrated. The Miles Jack play is underrated. The Jaguars are winning 20-10 to 10 with 10 minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. He recovers a fumble. Takes it to the house, and it would have been a 17-point game, a three-possession game in the fourth quarter. And you're telling me? You're telling me? You're telling me? 
on a play where he clearly wasn't down. It's shady. It's shady, man. Absolutely shady. And I hate that for him. He was robbed an iconic play in NFL history. It's because the NFL, uh, I mean, I'm out now. I'll let this slide. I want to watch the Saints highlights right now together and watch my channel get taken down. I, I do, but I'm not Nick Underhill, if that makes sense. Like, like I feel like I could, but, you know, I, I do think it's really hard to cover both of them really closely, especially if – and I'm still deciding, Samuel, how I'm going to do a film study. So if you're new uh, – on Sundays, we would do film studies on the channel. We would break down every single play from the LSU game. So that would take me, obviously, it, it's it's a lot. It's eight hours of editing, right? You got it's, it's recording the content, editing, and then putting out a two-plus-hour film study, mostly offensive and a few defensive plays. I don't know if I'm going to do that this next year. It's a lot. The videos get demonetized really easily. And it also forces me to miss NFL stuff. And I love the NFL. I want to do national content. I want to do a national sports radio show um, or work for a big company. That's all I want to do. I want to do this full time. And I am doing it full time 
now, but obviously I'm not making a ton. Uh, tonight, obviously, I think, I don't know. I'd have to go back and look at the Alabama Super Chats because that was crazy. Uh, but yeah, you know, I it's what I want to do. I, it's what I've been doing. It's what, I mean, I just want it to be Stuart Scott, Colin Coward. Those are two guys. Uh, so, so yeah. Um, but yeah, I want to be able to watch more NFL. That's what I'm, what I want to do. Jared says, I'm in section 207, row Q. Am I close to any of y'all in Orlando? Dang, y'all are all in one little section. Cole's in 204. I could all walk in together. PHL Nation. I could. I, I, let me see. How far is the drive from Orlando? That'd probably be a brutal, brutal, brutal drive. Was a Camping World Stadium? Ooh. <laughs> NRMN, good to see you. Michael B. wants to show some love to Sibley and Van tonight. Yeah. Like I said earlier, I mean, these guys are my friends now. I mean, I can't tell you how many hours I've spent on the phone talking to both of them. And I truly do value their opinions. On not only sports but just life. Obviously, they're very successful in 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 their lives. But you're right. You're absolutely right, man. I can't do this if it's not for them and people like you and Black OT and FACP and Jared and James. Uh, any little bit counts. And again, this is entertainment. This is an escape. Some of you can't super chat. And I totally fine with that as well. NRMN only jumps in when it's season. I like it, though. That's good. Caleb had such a crazy conversion between working and maybe seeing more PT. There you go, Cole. Yeah, so a lot of you are wanting to get there early. So I'm going to get on a call tomorrow with Carvis. We're going to work something out uh, to where all of you have somewhere, preferably close to the stadium, where y'all can hang out. Uh, before the game, right? Man, I wish I was going. There's obviously so many, like, I mean, obviously, Jared, I talk to Jared all the time. Yeah, Samuel, hit me up with the DM. Let me know. On uh, the, uh, I'm, I'm very interested in, in what you said earlier. So. We'll go for about a few more minutes. If you have an LSU football-related question, I'll go straight to it. If you have a life-related question, hit me up. Let's see.
Jared said he's rocking the PHL hat. That's good, man. That's good. Apparently, though, um, I really, I, I, I really wanted to go to to see all you guys. Something else that's pretty crazy is, um, and he should be on our channel next Sunday. There's a former Florida State player who was on our channel last year, James Robinson, really good guy, and he, um. Like, FSU, they do, like, a big, like, former player's tailgate. And apparently it's, like, right outside the the stadium. Knowles by 10. Jet Setta. Michael B. says he's old school. I don't really dig the new designs. It's all good, man. That's why you have multiples, right? I haven't liked everything. Uh, I don't like everything that Nike's produced or Reebok or Gap or whoever. But that's why uh, you make all the new designs. And that's why we still have the uh, all the vintage PHL stuff you could still go get. You can get the only thing is you can't get the purple shirt on the website, but you can get all the other colors. I haven't liked a purple shirt yet uh, that the website produces. But yeah, I got to the point where hats, I still have a few hats over here. I had a few people back out, ironically, on hats. I hate to, to end it right when the the null troll comes in here. All right, y'all. SWA? Yeah, I just think it's just too soon now. Need to make another poll of the game points. Let's check in on the poll question. Caleb Jackson won the poll question tonight. Congrats to Caleb. All right, Jeremy, just for you, I got to make a note right here. 
Tuesday Night Live. I got you. Jeremy, I'm going to get you on the next one. That's good. I like it, Michael B. All right, I'll be chatting briefly in the Discord. Once again, our top super chatter of the evening, Van and John Sibley. I really appreciate it. Eh, 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 eh. Power, hour, LSU, boom. And tonight, Mason Taylor and Josh Williams, Michael. Good to have you. Tonight, we are doing, what are we doing? Oh, we're doing steaks. Night two. Filet mignon. Let's go. Let's go.